Luke chapter 14. Luke chapter 14. I'm only going to speak for 10, 20 minutes and then we'll have a, um, a break for the breakfast. Then uh, Pastor Martin will come. Hallelujah. But I hope you all have your a book or something that you can write with. Amen. Uh, okay. Luke chapter 14, 28, verse 33. Bible says that for which of you intending to build a tower does not first sit down and co- count the cost, whether he has enough to finish it. Lest after he has laid the foundation and is not able to finish all, finish all who see it will begin to mock at him saying, this man began to build a house and was not able to finish. Or what king going to war against another king does not sit down first and consider whether he, has, he is able with 10,000 men to meet him who comes against him with 20,000, or else whilst he is still a great way off, he sends a delegation and asks conditions of so likewise whoever of you does not forsake all that he has cannot be my disciple here ends the reading of his holy word okay so Jesus was given a very very important um, lesson here about planning somebody say planning in life success is not accidental. Can I talk to somebody? Success is not accidental. That's the first thing I need you to write. Nobody becomes accidentally successful. Everybody who becomes successful plan to be successful. Does that make sense? Everybody that becomes successful becomes successful through planning. And how many know that there are some people who don't plan? But that's also a plan. You are either planning to succeed or planning to fail. But there's a plan. Whether you know it or not, there is a plan. Whether you are confused or you are organized, it's a type of a plan. Whether you are conscious or unconscious, it's also another type of planning. How many have not really particularly paid attention to your finances? Give me a wave. It's not something you... you particularly pay attention to, like your bank statements and, uh, you know, all those type of things. You don't really, it's not, it's like you don't open those envelopes. Give me a wave. You don't open those envelopes. Okay. So all of you who lifted up your hands, you are planning. Just as those who plan to succeed in life are very careful. They have career advisors. They have, uh, what do you call it, uh, bank uh, advisors, people who advise them, mortgage advisors, 
financial advices and everything. You either have somebody who does that and somebody who doesn't do anything. They are all types of planning. Am I making sense? Okay. And there are some people who are very educated in every area, but very illiterate in finances. Illiteracy is not just the inability to read. Illiteracy is when you don't shed light in an area. For instance, you can be illiterate in your medical background. You don't know your medical history. You don't know the, the uh, what do you call it, the, the disease that is common in your bloodline. You don't know the things that happened. You haven't taken time to study. It means you are illiterate at that part of your life. In the same way, you can be very good at that side, very good in your profession, but very illiterate when it comes to finances. Because for you, it's just you go and work hard, get money, put it in your pocket, and spend. That makes you an illiterate because the money you have can either, you can either be working for money or money can work for you. All right? You can either work for money or money can work for you. That's the first lesson of, in financial, um, in finances. That you can work hard for money or money can work hard for you. Which one do you want? Oh, I didn't hear you. Money should work hard for you. Okay. I am glad you said you want money to work hard for you. If money, you want money to work hard for you, then it brings me to the thing that I want to talk about in this session. That is good debt and bad debt. Not every debt is a debt. There are some debts you must avoid. And there are some debts you must go towards. Proverbs. <laughs> Hallelujah. I'm trying very hard to start very, very slow. Proverbs 13, verse 7 to 8. Render therefore to all their due, their due taxes, to whom taxes are due. Custom to whom custom Customs, fear to whom fear, honor to whom honor, love your neighbor, own no one anything except to love one another. For he who loves another is fulfilled the law. Hallelujah. So I said, the scripture I said that own no man anything but love. All right? And I said to you that good debt and bad debt. Let me define the two. A good debt can be described as a debt that helps you to build equity and increase your net worth. A good debt is a debt that helps you to increase your equity or your net worth. All right? Is it okay for me to use practical examples? All right. So, Rose. Rose here has a business, right? Her business 
is operating, let's say, for instance, her yearly uh, revenue is, for sake of argument, let's say 20000 That revenue includes her liabilities and her profits. Okay, so she, she bakes cake, so she does adverts, she does deliveries, she does uh, pays electricity, pays gas, pays ingredients. Those are all liabilities. Is that, does that make sense? I'm, not, I'm trying very not to be technical so I don't switch some people off. All right? Then after she's paid all those things, her overheads, then she has to pay herself. Maybe she has another person who helps her, so she has to pay that person. After she's paid herself and that person, whatever is left is profit. Now, that profit can either be spent or invested. But when she does that, she's still hovering next year at the, uh, an annual um, turnover as what? 20000 but if Rose decides that I want to increase my business, so I, she goes for a loan so that she can buy more ovens, she can get more contracts to go to maybe Manchester, go to London, so that, she, let's say, for instance, she takes 100,000 loan. Okay? Now, that loan now increases her turnover from 20,000 to maybe 70,000. It's a debt that she has to pay. So now her overheads has gone maybe from uh, 12,000 she was paying before to 12,000 plus maybe 2,000 or 1,000 for the 100,000 she's borrowed. Does that make sense? But her, her revenue, total turnover has gone up more than, more than let's say, 20% of the normal over. Does that make sense? What will make it a good debt is if she can have more than twice what she's paying to the bank. I don't know whether you understand. So she's paying 2000 to the bank. She borrowed 100000 She's paying 2000 to the bank. That makes it about 20%. Do you get it? If her revenue has gone up by maybe uh, 30%, it means that she's is good debt because she's making more on the debt than she's paying does that make sense so those are good debts a bad debt is a debt that makes you poorer <laughs> i don't know i'm trying very hard not to be too technical so that i don't lose anybody are you okay Yeah, maybe you are falling, but somebody else is not. So, <laughs> I'm trying hard not to be too... Uh, so, a bad debt is a debt that goes beyond... After you finish using the thing, you are still paying for it. For instance, if you have a store card, a credit card, a overdraft... Uh, what else? You know, loans. You took a loan to buy to go on holiday. 
All right. The holiday lasted two weeks. Meanwhile, you are paying for two years. After you have finished the holiday, forgotten about the holiday, you are still paying. <laughs> I, I, I'm making sense. And like those who have store cars, you buy a, a, a dress, you buy a shoe, a bag, and all that on the, on the store card. They say, okay, you don't have to pay anything. Put it on the store card. Then, Klana, okay. Okay, whatever. Then, 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 where I come from, they call it lay-by. It means you go and get a dress, you put it on the side, then you keep paying. <laughs> but, um, say for instance, you buy a car. You finish driving the car. After three years, you are still paying for the car. Maybe the car is involved in an accident. The value of the car is gone, but you are still paying the premium for it. Say for instance, you borrowed 20000 to buy a car. And that day, that day, the value of the car was 20000 After two years, the value of that car is 13000 but your debt is still 20000 <laughs> Do you understand what I'm saying? So those are bad debts. Those are debts that deplete you. Those are debts that pull you back. It's like you have somebody who's pulling you back. It means you can't go forward. Are you with me? And that happens usually when you don't plan. When you are impulsive. When you are the spare of the moment type of person. Then you are likely to have more bad debts than good debts. Alright? I'm going to give you an exercise. I'm going to let you write all the... Oh, let's put our hands together and welcome Pastor Martin. Have a seat, sir. Hallelujah. Pastor Martin is here, so I don't talk too much. Because that's his area. Amen. So, if you have more bad debts than good debts, then you are likely to go back financially. It's not about how much you earn. Do you understand what I'm saying? Say, for instance, you earn 40000 and after you finish paying all the debts you have, all the store cards, all the loans, all the credits and everything, you finish paying all that, the mortgage and everything, you are negative and you have to go into an overdraft. Which is the usual thing that happens. It means you're, you are living way above because the things are pulling you back. Remember I said good debts push you forward. Bad debts pull you back. You know, for, for most of us here who are like young and starting, you first of all need to start planning. Because for m- most of you here now, you are starting at a disadvantage. Because you are starting with a good debt, which is a debt nevertheless. Your student loan is a good debt because it's supposed to build your your net worth, isn't it? Supposed to build your net worth. But it's also a debt, nevertheless, that is weighing you that it's probably going to take you about how many years to finish paying it off? 
Because it's like by the time you finish university, you are about 30,000. Forty thousand. So maybe somebody check for me. You have about forty thousand in the debt in, in the red. red forty thousand. So you are you you are started from forty thousand behind. And if you are somebody who also likes to spend what you have earned, that is adding more to the forty thousand. Meanwhile, you are now going to start looking for a job. If you are blessed and fortunate to find a job, you are starting, your starting salary is around 18 to 20, 21,000. Which means you are, you are going to, after you've paid your maybe rent and all those things, you are looking at, and you've paid a little bit of that 40,000 debt. You are almost sinking to start with. <laughs> How many understand what I'm saying? And that is because you haven't planned. Because if you are a planner, in your university days is the most, your most prosperous days in your life. In your university days, you get money and you still have energy to do some small, small jobs while studying. And you don't pay anything because everything's paid for you. Your student's loan pays your some of your rent, isn't it? Your parents also help you. After a while, you have to help other people. So this is your best opportunity to plan financially, to take certain risks. You know, as I'm standing here right now, it's very difficult to take some risk. I cannot start a business today and I go all or nothing. Because I have too many people depending on me. <laughs> Do you understand what I'm saying? <laughs> so if, if, if I fail, a lot of people will sink. Do you understand what I'm saying? But Osas, please stand up. Do you have anybody depending on you? Do you have anybody you have to pay their fees or pay their rent or pay their, if you don't move, their debt? So you don't have that, you don't have liabilities. So this is the greatest opportunity to take some risk. Start a business. If you fail, you have learned how not to fail again. <laughs> Are you getting what I'm saying? This is your best opportunity to take good debts, to risk, and go up financially. All right? I'm not making sense. Please sit down. So, like, say, for instance, buying a house. All right? It's a good debt. Because when you buy a house today, the value of the house is valued before you buy it. After 10 years, the value appreciates. More, most, more often than not, the value of the property, properties are going up. They are not coming down. I told you when I was in university, my, I was living with my sister. Then my sister was cramping my style. So I decided to go and rent a place. My sister lived in 
Essex in Romford. I wanted to be far away from her. So I went to find a place in Peckham. So that I would be far away from my sister. The place I found was, the, the rent was two, two, 250 pounds a month. It was a one-bed flat. Then next door to my sister's house, a house came up for sale. And my sister was begging me to buy that house. At the time, the house was 40,000 pounds. And the, the rent that I was going to pay, or the mortgage I was going to pay, was 225 pounds. So it was 25 pounds less the rent that I was going to pay in Peckham. But because it was next door to my sister, I said no. My sister begged me, said, uh, my sister said to me, I'll pay the deposit. Because I remember the deposit was 8,700 pounds debt. My sister said, I'll give you a loan to pay off the, to pay the deposit. All you have to pay, you pay the rent. I said no. A few years later, that same house, I went to visit my sister and my sister said, do you know the value of that house? That's a few years later. I was then married. I had my family. That house was worth 484,000 pounds. If I had bought it then, I would have paid off that 40,000 by the time the, the house was being valued for. 484,000. Are you understanding what I'm saying? Yeah. Because all I had to do was take a good debt of 8,700 that I owe my own sister without interest. I could have bought a house and rented it out and still gone to Peckham. <laughs> But I decided, no, I didn't want anything to do with being around my sister. Are you, are you getting it? Yeah. So, there are some, some risks that you need to be able to take them at a certain age. At a certain age, you can't take them anymore. Do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. There are some risks. It's, it's, I'm sure Pastor Martin, I'm taking his time. I'm sure he, when he comes, he'll tell you some of the risks he had to take. Do you understand? But it's easier. You know, I remember it got to a point I was paying 500 pounds a month for one child nursery. And I had two of them. So my children, as they were going to Little Ripley, were costing me a thousand pounds a month. My mortgage at the time was, I think, was about 400 something pounds. So every month, even whether I go to work or not, my outgoings at the month, end of the month, was 1,500. <laughs> Are you getting it? So once children come in, and, and they don't leave, you know, them baggers don't go anywhere. <laughs> It's been many years. They are still chopping from me. 
Hallelujah. So, I wanted, I'll leave it, I'll leave it so that we can, is the breakfast ready? So that, so we'll have a, a quick breakfast and then we can continue. Okay. But let, let me give you opportunity to ask questions quickly. I've just given you a headline. I didn't really talk deeply into it, but it's fine. Any questions? If you don't have questions, I'll worry because... I've said like two sentences, but those two sentences, if I were you, I'd be worried. It will start making me think about my life. Yes. Matthew. So you said um, success is not accidental. Yeah. And whoever succeeds, they had a plan. Yeah. So to succeed, what type of plan would we have to create or how would we start? So to succeed, you have to start from where you are. The scripture we read says that which of you intending to build a house does not first sit down to take an estimate or plan how much they need to finish the building. Do you understand what I'm saying? So to succeed, let's say the building will, by the time the building finishes, it's 200,000. And you are starting from 15,000. That's what you have in your pocket now. It means you have, you have to find 185000 to finish the building. Isn't that right? How are you going to find that money? What is the plan of making that money up? Are you just going to hope? Yes, you close your eyes and hope that it will work. No. That's Russian roulette. Yeah, you are shooting your brain and hoping that it won't blow your head off. No. So you plan it. What am I going to do to raise the capital? If I'm starting from here, what do I need to go from here to there? How, how many have seen the, those type of maze? They draw some, like you go to an estate, they say you are here. And then from where you are, you can find where you want to go and what type of tents you need to make to get to your destination. That's what I'm saying, that you need to plan to get to your destination. No Olympic uh, athlete goes from bed to win the Olympic uh, gold medal. They plan. They know how much work they need to put in to make it work. Have I answered your question? All right. What, what are some examples of other examples of good debts? Other examples of good debts. So mortgage is a good debt. Um, a loan for a business is a good debt. Um, you can take, like we said, expanding her business, she goes for a loan, or what, those are good debts. You know, even a credit card, you can take a credit card and use it to, to, to do a business, and that's a good debt. So all sorts of forms of loans can be good or bad, depending on how you use them. Does that make sense? Yeah. And when would you advise is the best time to go for such Never ever go for a, a, a loan when you don't have a plan in place. Because money, some people, money burns a hole in their pocket. How many are like that? 
when you have money in your bank account or in your pocket, you can't sit still. Immediately. I know some people like that. Yeah, you see, they want to go to the shop. They want to go to the shop. They don't have anything of anything that they have to buy. But because they have money in their pocket, they are jittery. They want to go. They want to go somewhere. They just feel like going to spend. If you are such a person, don't take a loan if you don't have a plan. <laughs> you get what I'm saying? Make sure you have something. You have your business plan. In fact, everybody, by the time we finish this today, write a business plan. Do you understand? Whether you want to do anything, write a business plan. You must always have a business plan. In case somebody says to you, they want to give you one million pounds, what are you going to do? Hey, if you give me a million pounds, hey, I'll go on holiday. I'll, I'll buy a car. I'll buy a house. It means you don't have any plan. If you gave me a million pounds today, where I'm standing, by Thursday, the money will be finished. I kid you not. If you like, give me a million pounds and see. <laughs> by Thursday, the money is finished. That means that I already have a plan for up to 10, 10 million pounds. I just don't have the money yet, but I have a plan for it. So if you gave me a, a million pounds, it won't shock me. I already have something I'm planning to do, do with the money. I just don't have the money. <laughs> Does that make sense? Yeah. So you gave me them. As soon as you gave me by Thursday, it's gone. See, when money is in your pocket, it doesn't mean you are rich. There are some people, they are in debt, but they have money in their savings account. <laughs> no, you are number line. Negative 100, negative 70, negative 50, negative. You have to come up to zero before you start. Hallelujah. Any questions? Let's go on quickly. There are 100, and 100 million things I would never touch with a badge pole. There, there are a lot of, you see, don't, don't invest in anything because it sounds good. Do you understand what I'm saying? That is how people get their fingers bent. You always have to prove it. There, there are some things that I will always invest in. And that is real estate. It's called real estate because it is real. <laughs> it is real. Do, do you get it? But there are some things I won't touch. I don't want to spoil anybody's business, so I won't mention any names. Yeah. No, are, of course, you must have a savings that you can always lean on. But if you have a debt, remember if you have a debt, it's incurring an interest, uh, 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 interest that you have to pay. And your savings is not incurring as much, enough interest. Do you understand what I'm saying? So sometimes it makes sense to pay it off. Because it's always, check, it's always the, the, remember the bad debt retards you, good debt push you forward. So you have to, you understand? Say for instance, you owe 
a thousand pounds. No, I have two thousand pounds saved. And you are paying interest, a credit card debt, interest of whatever, twelve percent or whatever on it. Meanwhile, this two thousand assistant is only giving you one percent. Why don't you clear it off? So you save twelve percent that you pay every time. 